From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? Mm. They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hey everybody, this is San Francisco Dam Podcast, your podcast for Monday, May 18th, 2020. I am Didi LaFrac, coming to you from the formerly beautiful downtown San Francisco, and San Francisco Dam Podcast comes to you Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and it's famous for 15 minutes. These are famously short podcasts. Well, sweethearts, woo, it's been a very interesting weekend here in San Francisco, California. And thank you, as always, for subscribing, listening. Thanks for telling your friends you've got fabulous taste in podcasts. I'm feeling very good. I've had a homemade iced coffee. I've locked my verbal feline, Mr. Stevie Wonderful, in one of the other rooms because whenever I'm podcasting, he thinks I'm talking to him. <laughs> Very interesting, right? Okay, I thought I'd start with something cute before I get down to business. Well, you know, hello, Karen. Okay, Boomer, you guys are getting your junkie wake-up call because the junkies are at your doorstep. If you didn't know, everybody around the world, City Hall now currently has an outdoor caged drug refugee camp. It's right across the street from City Hall and big old fence and they've got like a safe sleeping areas, which is basically a white circle on concrete where the junkies have their tents. The junkies have taken over a great majority of San Francisco. However, there is a part of San Francisco that has been in denial, the snobs who thought they were insulated, and some people still are insulated. I'm going to read to you a list of neighborhoods that have had their junkie wake-up call, and some of these neighborhoods have already been used as the junkie and crime containment area. All right, so you guys listen, and then I'll explain. Well, there's the Marina District, known for Karens. You guys know the slang Karen. Um, monocultural soccer moms. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And they have a Marina Safeway that has been their oasis, a very famous Safeway, which is inundated. They've got a junkie containment camp. Wow. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> also a big RV and if anybody hasn't lived around junkies or been around junkies, I have to keep demystifying how they live because some people who are in denial, apathetic, or cold-hearted, or just don't give a darn, have no idea what it's like. Now, a junkie, a street junkie, is somebody who is incompetent. They've lost everything to their drug addiction. That's why they are living on the street. They cannot cope. Now, when they come to San Francisco, which has the most expensive rents in San Francisco, it's self-sabotage, and then they feed off the neighborhood, okay? Because, again, they're living on the street. Imagine what you do in your house, ladies and gentlemen, your house. That's what they're doing on the streets of San Francisco. I sound like a broken record. Defecating on the street. There are some toilets, 
They are still defecating on the street. They drop their needles on the street. They shoot up on the street. They smoke fentanyl on the street. They buy and sell drugs on the street. Are you picking up what I'm saying? Oh, and because they may get a government check that's about $500, that money runs out in about a week. So they feed off of the neighborhood crime waves. Whenever you have a junkie infestation, whether it be one tent or two tent, your neighborhood is going to experience a crime wave. They break into residences, they steal bikes, they mug people, however they can get money to feed the dragon, the drug dragon on their back. Now let me get back to the list of the neighborhoods who have gotten their reality checks since the shelter in place, which we are now in our second month, 60 days of having junkies run the streets of San Francisco because they are unhoused. City Hall has said that the junkies, their tents are not to be removed during shelter in place. I mean, just, it's very dystopian. So I, I, I've already talked about the marina. They're losing their minds. There is Russian Hill. They have had their reality check. Definitely they're junkies. Junkies prowl all over. They're on bikes. They're all tweaky. They're up all night exploring neighborhoods, dropping needles and feces. Okay, marina, Russian Hill. Now the Tenderloin and Little Saigon is like ground zero. It's a 50 square block. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. Um, neighborhood with a, a little micro hood inside. 20,000 people live in this neighborhood and the majority are hardworking people. Then there's Knob Hill, famous Knob Hill. We know that. South of Market District, which is the second hardest hit neighborhood with the junkie apocalypse. They really have it bad because it's sort of more spread out low growth, not a lot of high rises, industrial buildings. The junkies go buck wild in Soma. Financial district, oh my God, on Montgomery Street. The junkies, what is stopping the junkies from pitching their tent? They are there. The lower and the upper hate. We all know hate street from the summer of love, from 53 years ago, uh, 1967, well, right at the gate of um, Haight-Ashbury, which is Masonic at Haight, gigantic junkie encampment. They have police guard, they've got outdoor toilets, it's a mess, honey. And there's a neighborhood called the East Cut, and that's uh, near Financial District and near the Embarcadero. They have a big drug intervention clinic, which is a failure. Their neighborhood has been infested. The Fillmore infested, I'm sorry, when you're laughing, you're healing. Pacific Heights, getting their junkie wake-up call. The Richmond, oh my goodness, 18th Avenue and 48th Avenue. Now, the Richmond, that's the bedroom communities of San Francisco. I'm downtown. The Richmond district is about four miles away, and San Francisco is only seven miles by seven miles. Follow me, people. It's a very small city. The Richmond the Sunset, another bedroom community, getting their junkie wake-up call. Noe Valley, land of the Karens, they're getting their junkie wake-up call. It's a, it's a mess. Lombard Street is, um, when, when you come across the Golden Gate Bridge, the main street is, coming into San Francisco, the main street is Lombard Street. It's dotted with uh, motels and restaurants. Well, they've got some of the homeless 
living in motels and hunting, they are kicking up a fuss. And Fisherman's Wharf, the junkies like Fisherman's Wharf because that's where uh, tourists were, where they could rob them. They could rob the tourists. Thank you for listening to San Francisco Dam with Didi LaFrac. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Anchor App, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. And what else is going on in San Francisco besides all the neighborhoods that I've listed and more that have gotten their junkie wake-up call? These Karens, these boomers who may have been apathetic, may have been saying, oh, well, that's just happening downtown. Those people down there deserve it. They don't know how to take care of their neighbor. Then they wake up one day and there's a tent on the corner with a, uh, a junkie and he pulls out his penis and he urinates on a tree. And then they say, oh, my goodness, my child looked out the window and saw this man's penis. Well, that's what junkies do. That is what junkies do. Junkie, to me, I said the junkie is the great class equalizer. Junkies will treat everybody the same, except women, children, the elderly, and the disabled are their main collateral damage. But a junkie doesn't care about your class. However, a junkie actually does not respect the liberals and progressives who give them money. And here is why. I've spoken to many junkies. I never give junkie mon- junkies money. Never. I've spoken to junkies over the years. I've only lived in San Francisco 30 years, so what do I know? Junkies get mad when a liberal and a fake progressive gives them $5. They're not, they're not happy. They get mad because they know you have more money, and they, they just constantly want you to enable them financially. They want money, 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 which is why they resent the liberals and the progressives who give them money. They'll, you'll give them $5 and they look, is that all? And, they'll, and, they'll, and they know you're going out, well, you used to before shelter in place. You would go out for a happy hour and, you know, you're buying your friends drinks. That's $100 and you're paying maybe a $25 tip. They know all this already. So these little bits of money you give them only make them resent you. So if you allow the junkies with some of the Karens, and the boomers, they try to be nice little progressives, and they, oh, well, he could just, you know, I don't mind safe camping. They'll lie, I don't mind safe camping. Well, once you get the safe camping in your neighborhood, here comes the crime wave, because you, you've already enabled them. You let them know, I'm a sucker. I'm going to give you $5 so you can keep getting high. Well, that $5 is just like, it's just like dust in the wind. So, as I have said, San Francisco Damn Daily Truth Bombs. No Namby Pamby permission necessary. We're allergic to free range, hyper allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Damn Zone with Didi LaFrac. Then they will start feeding on your neighborhood, breaking into garages, going to your grocery stores and stealing things. There is a famous video from the Marina Safeway of a junkie in the middle of the store taking his pants down, taking a number two in the middle of the grocery store. Do you hear how I am describing this? That is complete and utter trauma and dehumanization. But I have been saying this at San Francisco Dam Podcast since May 4th, 2020, when this podcast started. Now, here's something positive I like to share. Friday, I went to City Hall to take care of some business. I like City Hall. It's it's a beautiful, majestic place. That's where 
I was married, myself and the late, great Richard Lefrac. I love you, sweetheart. We got married on the Rotonda, gorgeous, beautiful. So I went to City Hall on Friday to take care of some business. It was a skeleton crew. They couldn't have been nicer. They couldn't have been nicer. They, um, I came to the front and they sort of gave me a little interview. What are you here for? They helped me and then I was talking and they were very empathetic. I went inside, they were complete and utter dolls. Just so sweet. And sheriffs at, sheriffs at the door when I left, everyone, you know, gave me a really good, you know, bye-bye, thank you. They were nice. I wanna say shout out to City Hall. And I'd like to say shout out to the Tenderloin Police Department for doing as much of your job as you are able to by City Hall. I appreciate the police. I am not a street soldier. I'm not a sister soldier. I'm not one of those people like F the police. I say to people who say F the police, F you, because I cannot call you to protect me. I can call the police, and the majority of the time, the police have come and they have been empathetic. The police have been more empathetic to me verbally than the Karens and the boomers who are now getting their reality checks. These boomers who you talk to out at restaurants and art receptions and tell them where you live. Oh, you live there. Mm. And they think they're insulated. No, no, honey. Junkies outside their door. The great class equalizer. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. And I'd like to thank the men in my life for doing grocery runs. Yeah, that's right. Thank you guys for going to Costco for me this weekend. Thank you for going to the farmer's market for me. I appreciate you considering me and protecting me. I would love to go down to the farmer's market, but emotionally I cannot handle that big outdoor um, drug carnival, that big caged nonsense, which is right across from the Civic Center Farmer's Market. So thank you guys. And... You, the listener, we've been on an interesting psychodramatic performance art journey. Some of you have listened to every podcast and you've heard all of my documentation about life in San Francisco during this traumatic, dystopian, dysfunctional shelter in place and what the city has allowed on the streets, which I say is criminal. And I will say here again, please, we need the National Guard. City Hall is not cleaning up the city. City Hall is enabling the junkies to run the sidewalks. San Francisco needs the National Guard. Now, I'll say again, San Francisco Dam comes to you Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays under 15 minutes. And check me out on Twitter. That's where you're going to find a lot of the real San Francisco information. Hey, and guess what? I'm Dee Dee LaFrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco. Damn. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Damn Podcast with sexist womanist Bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening.